0: Pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Fast and the Curious with me, Betty Glover.
0: Me, Christian Hughgill And me, Max Stappen. Well, this is exciting, isn't it? Hey! Hey, Max,
2: how are you? Yeah, not too bad. I don't, I don't like your jacket in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that? <laughs> I'm just,
0: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So behind me... There is a McLaren t-shirt, an Alpine cap, a Max Verstappen cap signed by Max and a Mercedes jacket. But you've signed that one, to be fair. That one is good. Yeah, I agree. You've liter- and that's hand signed by you, they tell me. So you've held this cap. I have. Wow. I've done many more things
2: with that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, Brilliant. I love how that's the first thing that you spot as well, Max. Straight away, you're spotting the, uh, the top behind.
2: It's in the corner of my eye. can't uh, get rid of it now. It's an equal opportunity display. Yeah. <laughs> One is a bit more beautiful than the other.
1: <laughs> Have you ever presented a podcast before?
2: Oh, uh, no, no, no. I think it's better I don't do that. <laughs> I think it's better I'm a guest but never present.
0: <laughs> Why? I think you'd be a good presenter. You you're always good on the telly,
2: you know. Ooh. No, 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 I think I might be um a bit too um Too straightforward with my comments.
1: (laughs) Max, we love that.
2: Yeah, well, I like it as well, but not everyone can appreciate that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'd appreciate it. And Betty's quite blunt and straightforward. Betty doesn't mind a simple, straightforward, sort of to the point question. So you two get on well. Very good.
2: (laughs) I
1: think we would. This is a podcast for Formula One new fans as well as the fanatics. So basically, Max, why do you love Formula One so much? Oh,
2: um, well, I think, you know, racing runs in the family, but most importantly they never pushed me into that direction it was just that you know my dad back in the day of course was racing in f1 but he had his own go-kart team and from when i was a little kid i was always like um running around on my bicycle even you know cycling around and seeing everyone race and um yeah at one point you know you get i got to um i think it was four four and a half at the time and i saw like a kid driving at the go-kart track he was like a year younger than me so I called my dad at the time, he was in, I think he was in Montreux, I think, for F1, I said, dad, I also want to start driving, you know, I saw a kid even younger than me, and yeah, I want to, I want to start, he initially said no, yeah, like, I want you to wait a little bit, until you're like six, or whatever, to start, but then my mom finally also said to him, like, Nah, I think, you know, we, we should buy him a go-kart, and, and see how it goes, if he's, if he enjoys it, or whatever, and that's how I started, and then, of course, we went on to uh, what we're doing now. But the funny thing is, as well, the kid, you know, who actually made me start driving, he's like my best friend. Like now we basically grew up oh. throughout our careers. We got like we had a go-karting team together and he is still running his go-karting team now as well. So, uh, yeah, it's quite a funny story.
0: I've obviously seen so many of the pictures of you as a, as a little boy running around the paddock and meeting all the big names. Because obviously for those new to F1, Max is. Dad, Jos Verstappen was a driver in F1 in the 90s. And Max, does it ever feel weird? Because obviously we see you as, like, you know, you are Mister F1. You're the double world champion. You're one of the biggest names the sport's ever had. Does it ever feel weird to be like, yeah, I went from that kid running around with my go kart to being a double world champion and someone with the status you have now? Do you have to sit there and go, wow, this is, I, this is mad?
2: When I started driving, I never even, you know, thought about what I'm doing now or even like I, I of course at one point you you hope that you get to Formula One and you work for it but I could have never imagined that you know I'm I would have won two titles the race wins I've had and stuff you know so this is something that I never even dreamed like was dreaming about and that's why probably when I look back of course I look back at the, all the stories and all the things that I have experienced through my go-karting years and stuff but yeah for sure you know and now um, it's more than good <laughs>
1: At what, point, at what point, Max, did you realise, wow, I am bloody good at this
2: sport. This is going well for me. <laughs>
1: was there a moment when it just clicked for you?
2: Um, well, my dad did say that um, I think I was like five or six where I was stalling a little bit. Like I was not really improving and I was still lacking a little bit. And then we just one day went to a different track. And I had a really good day like I was quick and you know we like it it just looked a lot better my dad said I mean I don't really like remember it so much but he did say that it looked a lot better and then immediately that day like after that day we went back to the other track we were always used to drive and then it also clicked like I was just immediately a lot faster and um, I guess yeah from one to the other day I don't know why it just went a bit better and then, of course, you know, you start in national championships and that was all going really well. I was winning all the races there, but it's not a guarantee that you would do very well in, in other championships. Um, even international championships are way harder. And that's only go-karting. You don't even get to, um, to formula cars yet. So it's really, you know, it's not like maybe other sports where you start doing the same thing from when you are very, like, little. And then you just grow up with it. Like, a go-kart is still very different to a racing car. But you do learn, let's say, the basics, and that I think is the most important. To, to fast forward to this season, Betty just mentioned that moment
0: where you think, wow, i'm I'm all right at this. Let's say the Red Bull this season, the car. It's not bad, is it? There's been worse F1 cars in history. It's quite a good car. Yeah,
2: I think it's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, they've done
0: all right. Was there a moment this season because we had Jensen Button on one of the early podcasts and he mentions a, a time at the one of the early test sessions in the Braun season he won, and Jensen was like, "Yeah, it feels all right." And they were like, "We're half a second quicker." Was there a moment this season where you realised, "Okay, this thing's good"? Because last season's was good, you were ahead of, but but Ferrari were much closer. Was there a moment where you were like, "Okay, this is good," and you sort of went home with a big smile on your face?
2: Yeah, I think already in in winter testing and. Um... In Bahrain, um, when we were doing the long runs, we could see that uh, our car was very good uh, in terms of lap times and the way it was like handling the tires. So I was like, oh, "Yeah, this can this can look very good," um, you know. And then of course, yeah, we we qualified and Paul won the race. But that you know, still it, it doesn't give you guarantees that it's going to be good on other tracks. But then of course, it, it showed over time that our car, especially in in the race, is just um, yeah, really strong. It 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 just works.
1: Is it ever... I don't know how to put this without being blunt, but you said you like asking blunt questions to us, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> Max, do you ever get bored of winning? Is that possible?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I never get bored of winning. That's uh, for sure not. Um, it would be way worse if it's the other way around, of course, where you are putting like everything in it that you can and you never really get a good result so uh no it's it's good i mean of course some are a bit more satisfying than than others like race wins some you know when you really have to work hard for it and you win it it can give you a bit of a different sensation and in, in feelings but um it's uh it's where you want to be it's what we were hoping for and working for for quite a while again you know with the team to to get back on top would you As a racer and you love a battle, you love
0: competitiveness, would you rather it be a bit closer or are you quite happy dominating the season?
2: (laughs) I've done both of them already, you know, to have a really close season and then um, a bit more of a dominant season. I do prefer uh, probably a dominant season, yeah. But I also like the races. But <laughs> I, I, it's just, you know, maybe a few years dominance and then a few close here that would be good. I think that's fair enough. I'm not going to judge you for saying like, no,
0: I quite like this as it's going rather well. Thanks a lot. Well,
2: you know that you have the best car, you know, that is what you work for as a, with the whole team, right? To achieve something like that. And of course, sometimes it can be a little bit, let's say, boring from the outside. But for us, you know, it's still every weekend, every week out, you have to perform to the highest level, and you really have to extract everything out of it. So it's in a way, it's not, it's not that boring.
1: How do you keep yourself motivated week in, week out on the sim, trying to keep yourself, you know, at the top of your game when you know that you don't have that really close competition behind kind of pushing you weekly?
2: Well, I mean, it's still within the team as well right i mean there are two drivers so you want to stay ahead of the other one and um, you know that the others are also pushing flat out to try and catch up because that's exactly what we did as well in the years that we were not winning so when you get on the simulator as well you always try to improve your car try to steer the development in the right direction as well for, for the coming years
0: max i feel like a lot of people know you as a racer And obviously any F1 fans see you on the F1 coverage and we get to know you quite well in terms of who you are as an F1 driver. Who are you away from the track? If you had a week off, what would you do?
2: Um, I would probably be also a bit on my simulator at home. But besides that, just spending time with family and friends, honestly. Like you, you are traveling so much that it's good to catch up with them and just enjoy the moment and actually like switch off a bit from the real F1 world as well. You know, try to think about other stuff and just you switch on from the F1 world
0: by doing a simulation of the F1 world. And that's why you're the F1 champion.
2: Most of the time on my simulator, I'm, I'm driving other cars than, uh, than F1 cars. Okay. We
1: had a go on a simulator. Um, it must have been like a month or so ago. And honestly, after about half an hour, I couldn't even see properly. I had such a bad headache. How do you do it for such a long amount of time?
2: <laughs> yeah, because probably you're too, like, too focused, too stressed, too tense as well while driving. And I think, you know, yeah. I've done it now for quite a few years, right? So you also, I think, can handle it a bit better um there are a few things to get around but most of the time these things happen when you're like too tense in in the cockpit
1: i was very tense because i spent most of the time in the wall so um mm. it was it was a tense and stressful occasion for me wasn't it christian
0: you also got slightly bored of braking which i'm imagining max would know is not that's ideal. quite important uh, it's quite mm. important yeah. to break we, yeah. we learned that max that was one thing we talked yeah. from the experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did ask which one was the accelerator and which one was the brake at the start didn't you that's that was the case.
1: Yeah, you know what? You're not painting me in a great picture here in front of Max, Christian, I'll be honest. He's going to think I'm a rubbish driver.
0: <laughs> so you're obviously at Monaco. For those that are fairly new to F1, is it utter madness? What's it like as, from a driver's perspective? And obviously, you actually live in Monaco, so are you able to pop in, pop home for some home comforts and a cup of tea in between races, or is that are you still in a hotel? Like, how does it work?
2: Ed, I mean, I, I sleep at home, but um, yeah, it's quite chaotic the the weekend itself. You know, there's so many people always coming to the Grand Prix. Um, a lot of fans; they can get quite close to you everywhere, right, because it's a street circuit. So yeah, very hectic. Um, I do prefer Monaco. Uh, let's say outside of the race weekends, but um, I also know that you know this track is historic. It's it's pretty crazy to to drive and and really drive it to the limit.
1: Does it help that it's where you live? So like you kind of have your home comforts as well. So maybe you can relax a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I I mean I anyway like to be at home. So I don't like the traveling. And um, yeah, for sure when I'm at home, it's it's very relaxing because you're just in your own environment. And uh, yeah, you have all the the stuff you know, which you normally have anyway at home. And yeah, it's just pretty chill. If,
0: if you don't like traveling, do you ever wonder if you've picked the wrong job?
2: No, I mean, I know that it's part of it, right? So, and I, I, know, yes. that, I know that I, um, I won't be here until I'm 50 because that's just impossible. So you just tell yourself a few more years, a few more years, but I love, I love the racing part of it. And I know that everything else that comes with it, you know, that you have to deal with to do the thing that you love. And that's driving the, the car itself. Max we should say you guys have done such a phenomenal job
0: this year you know you you are one of the F1 greats so congratulations on what you've achieved this year good luck for the rest of it and thanks so much for coming on The Fast and the Curious will you come back on again a bit later in the year that's the big question
2: if you get rid of that jacket if you get rid of that jacket behind you (laughs) Potentially.
1: Yeah, Max, you need to replace that jacket. If you want it gone, you're going to have to replace it, mate. (laughs) Okay,
2: very good. I I know what to do then. (laughs) Max, have a great
0: weekend. Thank you. Great to talk to you. All right.
1: Thank you, Max. See you later.
0: Well, Betty, I'm lucky enough to have interviewed Max quite a few times before, but he is obviously a bit like, as Greg James would say, a mythical figure. Like, he's one of these massive names. I'm curious, fast and curious, how did you find it, Betty? How was talking to him?
1: Yeah, I thought it was so interesting. I loved kind of hearing about how he got into the sport. And I love the fact that it was his mum that had to convince his dad to let him actually go go-karting in the first place. So, yeah, brilliant, lovely to get, get to know him. And also just see how he works. It's just always interesting to speak to them, isn't it, Christian?
0: Yeah, and do you know what? F1's gone more tribal in recent years, right? And and you're a lot of British fans in particular are either you're a Max fan or you're a Lewis fan. But there are also people like me who are just fans of the sport. I love that Max Verstappen's in the sport. We're lucky to be watching him in my view. He makes the sport exciting. He's one of these drivers that adds an awful lot to the sport. And some of those more tribal fans have given him stick before. I have always found Max Verstappen to be warm, enthusiastic to talk to you, to be lovely, to be funny. I've always found him to be a really nice guy. So we massively appreciate him being on the podcast. I had a great time with him. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to check in with him later in the near. Because I, I just find it so fascinating to talk to these great, like when we had Lewis on and, and it's I think we're lucky, aren't we? It's just fascinating to get to know
1: them a bit as people, Betty. But I think with Max as well, you can tell that he's just so incredibly competitive. He knows exactly what he wants. He'll do anything to kind of get there. And he's obviously just had this like... Half of a natural talent from such a young age, but then also he's ha- kind of been in the environment where he's been allowed to sort of like nurture that and make it even bigger and better.
0: And I see that similarity between Max and Lewis, mm. and I don't know if you see it, of the relentless determination to win. Yeah, they don't care. They're there to win. It was what I first saw in Michael Schumacher when I was growing up. Like he wasn't there to make friends. He was there to win. And, and it's what makes the greats the greats. And Ayrton Senna had a similar attitude going back. Max is one of the greats in, in sheer talent, in sheer overtaking ability. The way he gets so much out of a car, the way he can get so much out of cars that are difficult to drive, he's a great. And it's just fascinating looking into his eyes and seeing that relentless determination.
1: I loved looking into his eyes too. Very cool. <laughs> I know,
0: that's what, I know, a romantic end for us. We enjoyed looking into his eyes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Fast and Curious with Max Verstappen. We'd love to know what you thought of the Max interview. On TikTok, we are fast curious pod On Instagram, we are the same. You can DM us on there and you can email us acast.com. And we were saying we'd quite like some more questions for our future drivers as well, wouldn't we, Betty? So we want to know the next time we get a driver on, we don't know who that will be at this stage, probably one of our regulars. What would you like us to ask one of the drivers? We want some more driver questions, please.
1: Yeah, driver questions too. But also if you've got any questions for Christian as well, get them into us because he can answer pretty much anything. I throw him all sorts of stuff. Honestly, he has an answer to everything around F1. So give him any questions and thank you so much for listening. The
0: two of us were genuinely having a Monaco strategy chat before Max came on the call. we? We were actually like sat there geeking out the two of us going like, <laughs> To win in Monaco
1: shall we end the podcast <laughs> let's go yeah.
0: we'll be back we'll be back after the Monaco Grand Prix we'll be back next week get in your questions goodbye from me
2: goodbye from me